Welcome to the Big Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Avis, and sitting with me to my left is my co-host, the Prince of Pixels, Nick Wright. Also joining us in the third chair, returning, is the chairman of the Chinese knockoff, Martin Reimer. And today we're going to be talking about the console wars of the 90s. kind of a different episode we're not really doing a tribute we're not doing rankings or countdowns or our favorite five or ten we're just sort of talking about a thing that happened and that is the great console wars you know those early to mid 90s that was nintendo versus sega versus any other new potential newcomers that you know dare dip their toe wars do not make one great <laughs> what is that from <laughs> is that like a it sounds familiar. Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay, okay. Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to say it sounds like a Yoda thing. Oh. Is that Yoda? Yeah, it's Yoda. Okay, okay. Well, I, I knew it was like, it sounded Yoda. Uh, but no, like, you know, when it comes to video games, I, I feel like the console war of the 90s was just a huge thing. And, and it back then, it felt like a war. Um, now Nowadays, you have lots of people who are selling consoles and games but they all kind of exist in their own lanes and it's not really a war it's more like a little skirmish it's like bickering they, yeah. they, they try to be <laughs> friendly right like here's our specialty but you guys be over here and do this cross play exists now for the most part yeah. you know and you throw pc into it i mean everybody's just sort of existing and honestly doing well like sony's yeah. way out there you know they're selling millions and millions of consoles uh, Xbox does okay, they do fine, and Nintendo is, you know, doing great again. So, it, it, there's no like big winners or losers. Just everybody's just selling millions of consoles and tons of games, and we're living in a wonderful, great world where. But even though the Switch is doing good, it, I still feel like it's like, you know, the two Sony and Microsoft, and then Switch is still like off to the side. Yeah, they're not at the same. They're not playing like at the yeah. major leagues. They're right? good, they're, they're doing the good, leagues. but they're still not in the same group. Yeah, yeah. I suppose if you were to look at Switch and sales, like when the Switch came out, Switches ahead are doing just as good as Sony. But if you look at it as Nintendo as you know a, a participant in the race, they are so far behind because of the Wii U. Yeah, and that yeah. came out right around. Uh, I mean, I guess it did come out before the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so it's it's, it's never, it always feels like a bad place to be when you're kind of in that gap between big releases. People still have that perception of like Nintendo being for kids too. I don't think they're ever going to get away yeah. from that. Right. It's interesting though because they do have they do have a Dark Souls and they you you can find Wolfenstein and Doom. And yeah. Diablo, and the, which the, is nice that yeah. they're finally, you know, opening the platform up to that kind of. Third parties games. are are starting to come back to Nintendo, and that's something they haven't had since the Wii era. Uh, and and in, mm. you know they really haven't. It hasn't been great since I don't know the Super Nintendo when they really had like lots of great third party support. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's been a while. It, it's been a long. It's been while. a hot minute. And when I say they get they have good third party support, it's a lot of ports. Honestly, there are yeah. a lot of ports to games that are a couple years old. Um, because, you know, let's face it, to be honest, the Switch power is, uh, what do they say? It's somewhere between 
the last generation consoles and the current gen. It's it's not quite as as uh, it's not quite as weak as like a 360 or a PlayStation 3, but it's not it's certainly not as powerful as it's like Xbox a new one. iPhone or something. <laughs> kind of yeah. Well, yeah. it's just like one of those like Tegra chips or whatever. I mean, yeah, the know, Nvidia Tegra. It's like yeah. tablet technology, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but it works. I mean, it works honestly. fine. It, and it helps it too that it's like handheld, so it, it always anytime you got a handheld smaller screen, it just kind of helps it. It looks better when you kind of scrunch it up a bit. Yeah. And you know, and in docked mode, it does its magic and kicks it up to sometimes 1080. I mean, you know, I'm Breath of the Wild looks amazing. It looks great. Mario Odyssey looks great. Yeah. yeah. You know, Mario Kart uh, uh, 8 yeah. DX or whatever looks, that looks really, really, really good. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not complaining, but point was you know now you got all these like flourishing companies they're all doing well in their own ways but it seemed like there had to be a winner back during the console wars of the 90s um yeah i don't know why there could only be room for one (laughs) (laughs) i get part of it too is like there weren't as many consoles being sold as there are now like i have some numbers written down for the consoles that we're just going to be talking about in this podcast primarily you know, I'm I'll mention the NES not because it was part of the console wars, because it was just like a precursor. And for the longest time, video games was Nintendo. Nintendo was video games. It was just sort of synonymous. Atari was there. They kind of like fizzled out. Nintendo came, and then there were like other systems available, but it was just Nintendo. Yeah, like that's kind of like where it all started. It's like everybody. When after the video game crash of like, you know, 83, 84, and then Nintendo came out and everybody had Nintendo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I mean, there was like the Sega Master System that came out also that it, Nintendo ruled it. Yeah. Everybody had Nintendo. Yeah. But then when the 16-bit era came out, and then it was like the Super Nintendo and the Genesis that it's like people could only get one. You know, for the most part. I mean, you know, there are the there would be like you know the, that one kid that would have like every system, and everybody be jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at you. <laughs> Curse you! But, but, I had a few of them. But, but <laughs> yeah, so for the most part, though, you know, most kids they had one, and so it's like you had to stand by that one and and you know back it up, and so that's kind of how I think the kind of you know wars started. You would get defensive of yeah. your of yeah. Your system. So you brand loyalty. I mean, you like the characters, love like, the one you're with, you know, that's right. Um, and another thing too, is I guess if you want to think of it this way, when, when the systems were for like Nintendo's and Sega Genesis and all that stuff were coming out. Um, and when, you know, our generation, we were still kids mostly. And I think video games are still looked at as a very toy like uh, purchase. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So they were toys at that point. Yeah, so you're right. I mean, it was like a very expensive toy, and you could maybe count on getting one a year or one every other year. Parents weren't just going to like drop down money uh, for every system that comes out. I mean, it was either that or the boombox, so you got to make decisions, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But now we all grew up, and we have good jobs, so we can afford to drop 300 bucks on a system and not really think twice about it. I mean, you you know, you it, consider it. It, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts a little, but it's it's not that bad, you know, really. So yeah, you you kind of had to just sort of pick one, and you do you do your campaigning to your parents, mm-hmm. and you you knew you couldn't campaign so quickly after that. You had to kind of like stick with what you had. Yeah, and uh, you, you had know, to choose right. So I think that's kind of where some of that 
fandom, that crazy brand loyalty comes from. I, I think that's true. That's kind of nailed it. You just had the one. You had to, you know. Yeah, and so you just you had to stand by your choice. Genesis does. Sixteen bit arcade graphics. You can't do this on Nintendo. Genesis does. Sixteen bit sports action. You can't do this on Nintendo. Genesis does. Genesis does. Genesis does. Genesis does. Genesis does. Get Joe Montana free, Pat Riley free, Buster Douglas free, Super Monaco GP free, or Collins free. Nintendo. And Nintendo was first, so it kind of had the the you know the the staunchest support, you know, like and they're they're still there to this day. Like Nintendo fans, the ones that have stuck around throughout the years are the I think they're the most loyal. Probably Sony and closely second. Mm-hmm. They're they're they seem to they I still feel like they're a little bit obnoxious. Mm-hmm. I feel like people who play Xbox are just like whatever, man, you know, like I just want to play the games. But there, there's this bit of annoying what obnoxiousness. obnoxiousness. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of Xbox games you can play that you can play on Sony PlayStation. There's just that half a dozen PlayStation exclusives that you just can't get. But, I mean, everything else, you know, you can play on Xbox. And if you've got an Xbox One X, you, it plays best on the Xbox. Mm. So you're really just, you know, looking at Spider-Man, God of War. Some uh, really good titles, though. Very I mean, good <laughs> titles, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, if, if you could only Uncharted have one, series, you're going to want to take the I mean, one that you can play the most games on. It only yeah. makes sense. So people people who... And the only the only people are out there that may like oppose that are just like your Nintendo people, but they have like so many exclusives to fall back on. Like They're always going to have the big exclusives. Yeah. They're propped up on exclusives. That's where their strongest yeah. is their first party. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, when the PlayStation Classic got announced like all the the 15 extra games and also the menus and everything and it just seems sort of no frills bare bones just bare minimum uh they they're not really i don't think paying a lot of uh paying a lot of service to the fans but nintendo sure did because they understand that's their bread and butter if they if they kind of do a half-assed job with the nostalgia aspect of the NES, like they're going to let their fans down and they got to, they got to hang on to those fans, do everything they can. And uh, this, this, this year, last year, the last two week, three, well, last couple of years really for Nintendo, they've just been on their game as, as good as they have been ever, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, yeah. they really are doing all the right things and catching up. And even you, Nick said you, you and well, you and Martin have played online and you, didn't you say like the, you know the the mobile app was actually pretty good yeah i mean it's sure it's disappointing that it doesn't have such things built into the system but it was very easy to use like yeah. we we tried out the um online nes games and i had my phone was sitting in front of me and just as soon as i got connected i saw a pop up cuz i already had the app downloaded and I had it downloaded as well. So, yeah, so we, yeah. we were already kind of prepped, but I didn't even realize it would do this, though, that as soon as I connected, a little notification came up that knew I connected online with the Switch, and do you want to use the app? Oh, yeah, okay, sure. It was like, so it prompted you it. through it, really? It, it prompted mm-hmm. me, and, and it was like just one touch away, and then I'm talking to Martin all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. That's good to hear. I, I really haven't done any of the online stuff yet, I might try because I got Diablo three just recently, so oh, I, cool. I feel like I might check that out. And by the way, and it plays great on the Switch. I love it. 
And I got Dark Souls, and it's awesome on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, so yeah, let's let's take a look at some of the numbers. Uh, the NES uh, came out from '85, and it just was discontinued in '95, and of course, carry on a couple years after that. We salute you, NES. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're all three huge NES fans. We love it. Okay, right. <laughs> Forever in our hearts. Forever in our hearts. Uh, but 61 million worldwide. That's a small number. Like, smaller than you would think, honestly. 61 yeah. million. But there were no adults buying these. It was, like, mostly kids. So those are, like, your 61 kids, you know, 61 million households that are, you know, driven by kids. Um, Sega Genesis came out in 1989. So it, it came out a year or so after Nintendo really was hitting its stride, like, I feel like Nintendo got off to a slow start. And then around 87, 88, they're like Mega Man 2, Mario 2, you know, like yeah. they're really, really hitting big. Contra, all the big classics that you think about. So, you know, Master System, which I actually owned and liked it fine. Uh, they, they came and You back. had it back in the day originally? Yeah, Master I had it back System? in the day. Okay. Actually, absolutely. I remember I, I, had I never really even realized what it was back then. You know, I knew it. I remember seeing the games at Toys R Us. You know, they had the walls of all the cards, and they had the. It was really like this. Really, it was a. It was appealing to the eye because they had those like grids on the cases. Oh yeah. And so there was like yeah. this kind of uniformity to all the games. And I like that style. Yeah. And, and the early Genesis followed suit with yeah. that also. Right, and it went like with the black cases with the white grids. Mm-hmm. So and and I also like that. Um, I was a huge, like you, Martin, I was a huge, huge fan of the Sega arcade games of the day. Yeah. Shinobi and Hang On and Afterburner and Outrun and all those games. And you could not play those really on Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you had to play them on the Sega Master System. And it was so great because, you know, you'd, you'd walk through that. I remember walking through the aisles of Toys R Us and, and there was always like this yellow sort of graphic in the corner of all the Sega Master System games that were ports. Why don't you grab one? So back when I was saying where I, I didn't understand what it was because like I was really into Nintendo. Right. So when I go to like KB Toys, I'd see Sega Master System and Genesis and I didn't understand which was better. Because oh, like right. as a kid, I'm like, well, I don't know what the difference is. Why yeah. are there two? Yeah, I mean, because I, I admit here? I didn't really know what Master System was until Genesis was out. Yeah, because to me, I was like, is this like... Yeah, so there's like that arcade hit like on the yeah, side. Yeah, let you know that that was an arcade. And I remember seeing Rostan in arcades. So it just kind of like let you know like right there. Like this is an authentic arcade port. And it, I think the graphics looked better than this NES in some ways. It definitely had more colors. It had more colors. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like the Sega Master System failed due to you know, inferiority or anything. They had the arcades. What they didn't, I think the problem with... Nobody knew what it was. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I was what, like... The defeating. thing about, like, Sega Gen- the Sega systems, I guess, and consoles, and why maybe they weren't as popular as Nintendo, is they were emulating arcades. And arcades were specifically made and programmed to be quarter munchers. Mm-hmm. So they were very hard, and you would get hit a lot, and die so you would bring them over to the uh, consoles and you're playing these same experiences at home so they're very hard you don't get extra lives really i mean you do but you don't get like an endless supply of quarters mm-hmm. so when you get nes you got these like more like 
thoughtful adventures like Zelda, and then you could just sort of take your time. Games mm-hmm. made for the platform. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so of I don't think Sega did a real good job of coming up with their own versions of those types of games. Yeah. You know, if that makes sense. So anyways, they saw what was going on with Nintendo. They came out with the Sega Genesis. And right off the bat, they came out with an arcade port pack-in, Altered Beast. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I remember it looking really cool. And um, I remember a friend of ours. Wise from your way. <laughs> <Wise laughs> from your way. So edgy. <laughs> I always thought Genesis was like super edgy. You well, know? yeah, and we'll get I mean, to that plenty. They yeah. they always came across more edgy. Even the like the systems themselves in appearance, like it it was black. It it looked like Darth Vader, you know. Yeah. It just had this cool appearance to it. Yeah. it had like the red, you know, like and, and it just it was neat. It was it was really cool looking. It had like the little headphone jack to it. Um, it, it just it was very. Uh, it looked it looked more like nineties, like. Mm-hmm. You know, like they they designed the NES to look like what was it? Um, VCR. So like a, yeah, like a VCR. Oh, you know, um, we're kind of moving into Genesis, but back up to Master System. Fun fact: I don't know. I've mentioned this on the show before, I think, but I don't know if maybe Martin was here. But the uh, the Master System controllers mm-hmm. will work on a twenty six hundred. Really? It's it's the exact same controller huh. port. It's the same pinouts. You, That's crazy. It's, it's the same pinouts. <laughs> plug it into Atari twenty six hundred. Yeah. Because I yeah. I did buy a Master System controller for my twenty six hundred. Oh wow! And and played games like Donkey Kong on twenty six hundred that way. Did you also know that the Master System has a built in game? Yeah, I think I read that. Yeah, yeah. I'd forgotten. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like a some kind of racing game. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I remember that too. Like, but I I don't know if I knew it back then. I don't think I knew it back then. Nobody knew what it was back then. Yeah. How do you like? <laughs> how do you access it? Do you know? I don't remember. Hmm. I forget to. Okay. <laughs> you maybe you like hold down a, a button, a couple. I think buttons maybe you just turn it on with the cartridge not in it. Yeah, just nothing there. Up. Okay, yeah. well maybe. And then yeah. press up, up, down, down, left, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, start. <laughs> down, down, up, up, right, left, right, left. <laughs> you know, like they had to be different. Um, but yeah, so Genesis came out. We we had a friend, or we knew somebody that had a Genesis. He was the first kid that I was aware of that had one back then. And I remember like staying the night at his house one time and we played Altered Beast and watched Weekend at Bernie's and it was a fun time. And then you did crack and like <laughs> ran around the neighborhood. No, no, no. no. And then we, we played pinball in his garage. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we were just kids, man. You did Genesis. You were a bad boy. <laughs> yeah, man. We were edgy. That's right. Irreverence. It's just Gen Xers. You know how it is. Um, but, you know, so I thought it was cool, but I was very satisfied with my Nintendo. Mm-hmm. But it did it did kind of like open my eyes to like what a 16 bit system could be like. Yeah. And there was this little system called the uh, PC engine in Japan, but the turbo graphics 16. And I adopted that first. Really? That yeah. that was before the Genesis. Absolutely. Okay. I what, adopted it first. What made because, you interested in that? Um, well, bonk. you know, bonk. Yeah. The, the magazines would come out. Uh, you would see the CES shows and stuff, and yeah. they would kind of give you those one or two little boxes, and it was it looked so colorful. Yeah, and of course they would talk about how fluid the gameplay was, and you know Hudson Hudson was like, you know they were a legit company; they can make some games. Sure, you know they're known for like Adventure Island and mm-hmm. you know uh, a whole bunch of other stuff too, not just Adventure Island. But Bomberman, that, Adventure Island Bomberman, too. yeah, yeah. So they they knew they had lots of you know they had lots of experience in gaming, 
Um, and they were really strong. Like, you know, the Japan, the Japanese market, I think, was behind them. Like, they, they just had a tough sell selling to the U.S. market. Ninja Spirit on that. It's very cool. Yeah. So, oh, my God. I, I, remember like, like, I remember telling you about that game. And, you know, we it's like, that's just amazing. But so, yeah, it was it was 16 bit. Technically, it was like, you know, there was this sort of caveat that would always get mentioned after the fact. Like it was eight, something, okay. two eight bit core processors or something. But yeah. the fa- but it, it looked and played to me like a 16 bit console. Mm-hmm. It was so much more colorful. So, you know, the, I love the controllers. They had like built in turbo mm-hmm. controls. Uh, the controllers felt good. They felt really tight. Um, I like the little cue cards a little. I thought that was yeah. kind of a nifty little gimmick mm-hmm. um and it, you know it got off to a strong start and the and, same game works with the portable version of it as well which mm-hmm. was cool yeah well so you yeah. can reuse your library on I, I mean i wasn't i wasn't lucky enough to have one of those True, things yeah. but I, I i was aware of that um i, I mean that was like but, the first yeah i mean we we did think that was like the most amazing thing like, yeah you know, it's a handheld 16 bit. It's system. like getting a color Game Boy, but it's the exact same game as the console version. There yeah. were no, um, there were no uh, sacrifices. There were no, yeah. you know, it, it was just like straight up one for one. And there was like the TV tuner for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of those. I remember that the Game Gear sold that too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I remember we, we like wondered, like, I wonder if you have like the TurboGrafx Express and you have, or Turbo Express, I guess. And you get the TV tuner. If you can hook up like a Super Nintendo yeah. to the TV <laughs> tuner, yeah, your, your mind starts wondering, doesn't it? Like, I could play a Super Nintendo handheld. You know, like, <laughs> screw this turbo graphics nonsense. So I got a taste of. It, it was like the first time like a console war thing was mentioned. Like there was a mascot uh, before Sonic. There was there was Bonk. Not not a lot. Not real long before. Well, Sonic. Nintendo had Mario. Yeah, Nintendo so. had Mario, and suddenly. But here's the thing, like Turbo Graphics never went after Nintendo. They never challenged Nintendo. I don't even think they really ever n- even mentioned Nintendo in any of their ads. Because Japanese companies, they didn't do that. They just didn't attack each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't yeah. until after the Sega Genesis was failing miserably in Japan and in the States that they fired the CEO after just a year. And by the way, I'm going to be referencing this book that came out a couple of years ago. It's a really great read. If you're like us and you're interested in a lot of, you know, insider stories, knowledge of video games at this time. And it's called The Console Wars. And it's written by uh, Blake Harris. And uh, it's excellent. It it focuses almost entirely on um, Sega's perspective and how the uphill battle they had uh, with Nintendo and themselves. They were constantly at odds. (laughs) <laughs> with Nintendo on one hand and then their own home base in Japan on the other. But the president of Sega took a look at this guy, Tom Kalinske, who was this hotshot CEO of Mattel. And he was killing it like with the toy division, like with Barbie and He-Man and all that stuff. So they brought him over. And this Japanese businessman kind of put it, he, he just took a risk. He, he kind of knew what he was getting into. He took a risk and he said, here's the reins, you know, and, and, and I think at first, like Tom Clancy, he, he kind of knew coming from, he had some experience with Japanese like toys and like the business dealings. He's like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to go, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go after Nintendo. And the guy was like, you know, sure. You know, you got my support. And he was the CEO for like six years and he wouldn't have been there a day if it wasn't for him. 
nothing. He he had his back a lot. So he, right off the bat, he comes out and he, you know, he takes like a tour of their R and D, and he sees like, you know, like the Genesis is so much better than the Nintendo, and Nintendo was in no hurry to release the Super Nintendo because they knew that parents would be um, reluctant to buy a new system because one, they would expect it to be backwards compatible. Um, And I think Atari struggled with that a lot. Mm -hmm. They never really figured that out. And one thing that the Sega Genesis was doing was backwards compatibility. All of the Sega Master System games would play on the Genesis. Uh, the, um, with like an adapter? The, the 50, adapter, yeah. wait, which one was it? Um, 7800. 7800 was backwards compatible. It was, wasn't it? With 2600. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that about Atari, but there certainly was an expectation, I think, from parents to be able to play the same games they bought. Yeah. So, you know, super, they, they weren't ready to release Super Nintendo because they were doing gangbusters and... They they were just starting, and that's you know in in around eighty eight eighty nine, to to just dominate the market. Like they were really just starting to hit. Like why would they, why would they stop all that and bring out a new system? It just didn't mm-hmm. make sense. But Sega Genesis really forced their hand because, you know he he came out and he's like, I want to go after Nintendo. <laughs> I want to see your best developers. They and they 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 developed the Sonic team. And he said, "Oh, and by the way, I want to have a, I want to have like um, an office in the U.S. and I want it to be right by where Nintendo is." <laughs> and he just took them head on. And most of the most of the people in in, in Sega didn't like that. You know, um, they they were against it from the start. Most of them. Uh, the president was just the only guy that was there. It was in his back. So he goes in this like he takes this sort of edgy approach. And he starts selling the teenagers. He's selling to the teenagers with the, the fast, the Sega, you know, like yeah. that whole campaign. Uh, they start marketing themselves as more adult because Nintendo was kind of looked at as like kind of a kid, uh, like a kid's thing. You know, it still is to a degree to this day, family oriented. And they're like, OK, yeah, we're going to have blood. We're going to release Mortal Kombat 2 with blood. Uh, we're we're going to, you know, we're going to take lots more chances and then they they actually caught up with nintendo at the end and i think they had like a 50 50 market share in the states it was getting pretty close at one point i remember that yeah yeah Yeah. i think super nintendo started pulling ahead of them again once street fighter 2 came out Mm -hmm. and they had like that one year head start with street fighter oh and there there was all kinds of like exclusive things going on with street fighter because like You know, they had Street Fighter 2 and then, but Genesis got Street Fighter 2 Special Champions Edition and Nintendo got Turbo Street Fighter 2 and then they both ended up getting Super Street Fighter 2. Remember how, I can't say remember because I didn't have it, but how, how they like got the control scheme of Street Fighter games on a Sega Genesis controller just seemed like a nightmare. Yeah, didn't you have to press a button to toggle? Yeah, you had to push controller. You had though, right? Because there was a six button. They they released the six button controller, yeah, specifically for Street Fighter, and then it just kind of became the norm. But uh, yeah, there was like a mode button, I think, maybe or something, (laughs) or maybe it was like the select. They didn't have select. It was just start. I don't know, like something toggled. It just had one button, I think. I think it had like a start button. 
Yeah. I don't think it had a select button for Genesis Control. Yeah, I don't really remember. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, if you had the three button, the original Genesis controller, it was awful. It, just for didn't work. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. And come to think of it, it probably was really terrible playing Mortal Kombat. Like, because you played Mortal Kombat the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was bad too. And Super Nintendo was. Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself too much, but I guess go yeah, ahead. Six buttons. Well, yeah, Nintendo. I was just going to say because um, Mortal Kombat, I guess, came out before Street Fighter 2 did, or I don't remember. I think so, yeah. Because Cause Mortal Kombat well, was one of the games. Cool. That, on Genesis, at least. Oh. Because, I mean, Street Fighter 2 was on Super Nintendo. They released both of them on Mortal Monday or whatever. But, yeah, and because uh, I, don't, I don't feel like that six-button controller was around yet when yeah. the first Mortal Kombat came out. I don't think so. And it, not, it had to have come sure. out before the Street Fighter. Sure. Like I said, Street Fighter really turned the tide, but so that means, and Mortal Kombat was one of those games that helped turn the tide for Sega. It was like Sonic and putting the Sonic bundled in with the Sega Genesis and Mortal Kombat and like just the, that was a huge marketing push on the Mortal Kombat oh yeah. with the blood and oh the arcade yeah. version. Turbo Street Fighter Two was already a thing by time uh, that Special Champions Edition came out because it was yeah. it, it was basically Champions Edition and Turbo all in one. Right, and uh, and that's the game I spent the most time playing. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like that. That was just like never left my, my on the Super Genesis. Nintendo. No, on the Super oh, Nintendo. The Super. Yeah, I just never ever left my console. Well, it seemed like Capcom, you know, had better support for the Super Nintendo. Than well, the Genesis. here's the thing. Like, I mean, it's probably obviously a hardware difference between the two systems. But since since the Genesis was closing the gap so hard on Nintendo, they kind of they finally got around to releasing Super Nintendo. And uh, but the thing is. They didn't have a whole lot of games, I don't feel like, at the beginning. They had, like, F-Zero and Super Mario World and uh, Pilot Wings. And then, like, a whole bunch of, like, not much else. What was that? Uh... I mean, Mario was huge back then. I remember, yeah. I mean, that was, like, hey, you have a Mario game. doesn't matter what else you have on there. What was the shooting game that had, like, that banjo-playing guy on the cover? Uh, Phalanx or something, uh, or something? Yeah, I know what you're talking What'd about. What did you say? Phalanx? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> I never played. It. <laughs> like, didn't have it was anything just the to do with box art, <laughs> yeah. box cover art. Nothing to do with the game. I'd at read, all. I'd read a, or kind of like an article where like the designer of the box art, he said he just wanted something that would stand out. It stood different. out. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. It stood out. Yeah, because if, if it was a, a if it was just Google a, that you image, know, uh, thing. You, if you're near a computer or on your phone, you're not <laughs> driving. Check that out. It's bizarre. <laughs> I, I remember seeing that in the store, like. <laughs> the heck is that an old guy playing a banjo <laughs> he flipped the box over and it was like a shooting game or whatever yeah. right like a bullet hell kind of shooting. maybe game. it stands out but i don't think it's really selling it, games. it didn't make you want to buy it that it was stands the problem. out for like oh what the hell is that but like not because i want to buy it yeah uh it wasn't like yeah so at this point i think this is where the console wars really heat up in earnest um here's where you start getting like all the talk about what special things they're consoles could do super nintendo touted you guys know what i'm going to say what was the big thing super nintendo could do the with mode seven mode seven yeah oh but that was kind of <laughs> i kept thinking of yeah. like genesis thing blast well, process that was their thing yeah so super nintendo they in all of their games featured it heavily in the yeah. beginning you know like the f-zero pilot wings like later on castlevania 4 you know like oh, there so was always these nintendo's little always been about the gimmick i know I, yeah <laughs> But Sega Genesis, in the book, it's great because like Tom Kalinske's like, he went to the engineers. He's like, what 
what can you tell me that this thing does well enough that I can spin it and make it seem like only it can do it well? And it turns out it did do this thing, you know, and it was there from the beginning, you know, it wasn't even like some big thing they sold it on initially, but it, it could process like the graphics, the scaling, like, or whatever, like, not the scaling, but the side is like, it, it could process it faster. Hmm. So they, what did they came up with the blast, blast processing? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, you know, Sega Genesis has blast processing. And remember they have like the two TVs and here's Mario like putting along, yeah. you know, and <laughs> it's going so slow because that's what Mario games are. You know, you're not supposed well, to go Well, in the Super Nintendo, I think like it, it definitely, my sense was, cause I had a Super Nintendo, it was slower than the genesis I but like say. but the graphics like the color palettes were better oh, it had than better, the it genesis had a, that's that, what like, all i knew back in the day when you compare like two identical games like say street fighter special champions edition with like turbo street fighter i mean because they're they're the same game yeah different names same game yeah it's clearly Super Nintendo's clearly yeah. clearly better. Yeah, it had different guts. Genesis is kind of washed out. There was something to I mean, it, like, sound and graphics. Oh yeah, the chips are way different. Like there's a lot more bass. I feel like in the Super Nintendo games. Uh, well, I know it, the audio chip is by Sony because that whole Sega, <laughs> you know, that Sony CD-ROM stuff started that whole. Yeah, there's, it turned there's a lot of cool tech inside of that. And, you know, and that's how I felt too when mortal Kombat was on super nintendo and genesis and everybody kept touting that you know genesis version was far superior because it had the blood code yeah and i'm like yeah i you know they had a point because like i wish it had the fatalities too i wish it wasn't censored but when you just compare the actually playing the game it's clearly better i was still happy playing mortal Kombat on my super nintendo yeah even though fine. i didn't have the blood i was pretty happy with it yeah yeah it, it it looked prettier and it sounded better but oh yeah the whole appeal the whole lore of mortal Kombat is ripping the spine out i mean yeah, in Gen- you could true. do that on genesis so yeah people though it was a it was a feather in the cap of the all those sega genesis fans like i was never let's talk about the crazy fandom and i get that that's a draw and that you may choose that one over the other because of that draw right but you can't convince me that it's better because it's subjective i mean yeah do you want do you want to do you want a more true to the arcade port or do you want something that takes full advantage of the hardware that you have available to you gives you like a more vibrant better sounding you know like and it's like they put some thought into the fatalities well, they, heck even when you say more true to the arcade port, that would be it's like Nintendo. are you talking about yeah that's what i feel <laughs> too opinion. it's like it plays more true <laughs> to me, the arcade anytime you make an edit you just can't do sub-zero spine rip super super nintendo was probably more of a faithful port because it was everything what about except Kano's for these small thing features too? was that different as well well, it, I don't know. it was basically the same. It just didn't have red blood or just the red glob in his hand. I mean, it's like it's like six pixels. It was just, it was censored. It was Sub Zero's fatality though. That was like everybody's favorite fatality. Yeah, yeah. everybody True. wanted to do that. Oh, it was my absolute favorite. Yeah, <laughs> it was like so important. Um, and I, I feel like I'm I'm taking the stance of the Genesis just because like I totally hear what you guys are saying. It, if it looks more like the arcade and sounds more like the arcade, it should be the more faithful port. But if you're looking at it in like which port has less cut out, 
you know, like I would look at it from it's like it it's was like censored. When you hear, it was like, censored on the Super Nintendo. It's censorship. The Genesis yeah. was censored too. You had to put in a code in order to do it. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But it's it's like music, you know, like when you would buy music from Walmart versus like Circuit City, you know, like it was the same song. You just had out. like words taken out and you know it's still yeah the but the, here's the difference the music from walmart wasn't like levels grade yeah, below that's what i was gonna say like audio quality <laughs> wasn't below like yeah. that's what you would get with the genesis it's not like, like, the like audio quality and graphics it's not like below. okay this one's got all the cussing and everything but it sounds terrible no it sounds no. like you're underwater well, the genesis didn't look terrible either <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it was that much worse it looked it looked pretty good. I, I don't know. It, to me, it's like the, the debate rages on. <laughs> uh, it, it, back in the day, like you know, it's like the Sega Genesis. When I saw the graphics, I was like, it looks better than Nintendo, obviously, like the NES. Oh, well, yeah. Um, but it's not as good as the Super Nintendo, and but it's like it's calling it 16-bit. So it's like it was confusing as a kid. Mm-hmm. It's like. Yeah, that's faster, so maybe it is the same thing? I don't know. Yeah, mark marketing can be deceptive too, especially, especially when, when they're you're when they're pulling yeah, you're pulling out these ads. But, you know, so it feel like gen- the Genesis with with the with the Sonic mascot. And that's another thing I want to talk about too, because another another characteristic of the console wars is the mascot wars. Mm-hmm, that's definitely. it was that's when it was even into height. playstation you know yeah, with yeah even into playstation that you you couldn't be a successful uh company in the video game industry unless you had some sort of uh mascot to hang your hat on and that's where i feel like genesis got its major jump was sonic the hedgehog oh yeah and that game really was pretty too like it was pretty. it took full advantage of the it's sound chip uh, nice looking you know, it, it took advantage of their blast core processing i really like the style of like kind of like the palm trees would have kind of like this kind of polygon kind of look yeah. to it's them. It's like a 3D it, style. Yeah, I really like that style. I think I they did all that the frames of animation to make they it look more high end than it was. Yeah, yeah. You got a lot of frames of animation too, especially with Sonic. Yeah, like Sonic would do all those like neat little things. Like you'd hold if you didn't move. Yeah, he'd like, start like tapping his toe yeah, or looking at it. Yeah, like or he would even walk off the screen if he got bored. You yeah. know, <laughs> it was it was cute. The interesting thing about the genesis is it can't do transparency right um and yeah. now you would notice that like on the bushes and things but you can do transparency on the super nintendo just from like a technical standpoint it was yeah. is that something you'd see like in a, a castlevania type game with i uh, think in almost i mean definitely in sonic you can tell give me an example of like where the transparency would make we're like you're walking and you're you're walking behind a bush uh-huh. or there are clouds uh, they, it would be every other pixel would be uh, deleted but you know i mean you say super nintendo could do it but i know like the like water super mario world in super mario world had it but it, it had that kind of uh kind of mesh kind of because i remember the water uh, that it would have like that mesh i'd have to look it up i don't yeah. know yeah hmm. and, and it maybe depends on where they use it but. yeah hmm. interesting um so yeah you had seg you had sonic versus mario and then and it would come like earthworm gym and which which now that i think i would admit that earthworm gym is better on genesis than super nintendo Mm. but i think it was designed for genesis wasn't it 
I think you and then made that point in the past where like the resolution Nintendo. or something or like the way the sprites were like it, it just didn't it yeah. wasn't made for the Super I Nintendo. I talked about it on a show and now I've forgotten. <laughs> but uh yeah. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It, the I feel like the Earthworm Gym did seem like a little squishier mm. on the Super Nintendo. Like this and I don't know if that's just because the textures look different, like not the textures, because that's not like Super Nintendo, but Super Nintendo was missing some uh, like a one or two stages. Well, that's something too uh, oh, that really? people would argue that would make it a, a, a inferior game too if it had missed stages. Well, I'll tell you the big differences on the Disney titles, like Aladdin and Lion King. Gen- on the Genesis, Sega could really were, do some Disney titles. Were hot, much much better. Like the Aladdin games were totally different. Almost. Now, the Super Nintendo they... Aladdin was very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it, fun. in its own way. It was it was not as good more, as, the, as but, the Genesis, but the version. Genesis was like straight up like the cartoon. Didn't it yeah. seem like it had more frames of animation and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I, it was yeah, I feel like better. I mean it it had the more colors, you know, and more. It, it's just something about it. I mean, it's very good in its own way, but not like the Genesis one. It was just so colorful on the Genesis. Something yeah. about the Super Nintendo one just seemed a little muddier, a little even muted. Though, even yeah. though it had more colors, it's like. Yeah, muted, like you say. And it was just so vibrant on Genesis. Mm-hmm. That's funny because it came out afterwards, too. <laughs> um, it was probably a different developer. Well, and it's totally different games. I mean, like yeah. the stages Yeah, they're not the same. They're not, it's, totally it's not like they're a port of one another. Yeah. And I think at that time, Super N- Nintendo still had that thing going on where you couldn't do like a straight port on, on the other person's mm. system. Like You just couldn't do it. Uh, which is why the Batman games always look different on Jurassic yeah. Park was yeah. totally different. Yeah, yeah. Mm. They they were contractually um And I like the Genesis one better. Yeah. It was I, I never really it it was hard. I never yeah. really got very far, but it was just neat to look at. Yeah. Mm. It, it it just seemed to like play better. Now another thing too that you guys are not gonna care about or it's you're not gonna be able to speak to. For whatever reason, the sports games played way better than on the Super Nintendo. And that's a huge faster, market. I'm sure. Yeah, it was faster. It just it was it was ridiculous how much better it hmm. looked and played on the Genesis. Yeah. Um, so that was a factor too. So you know, Genesis is doing really well, but uh Nintendo Super Nintendo is a more powerful system. You know, it is. And they were they discovered or they they pioneered that chip that uh what was it called? The uh, for that they used to make Star Fox. Oh, the uh, it's like the mode effects, uh, uh, super FX chip, super, super FX, FX chip. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, so you know, so Nintendo oh, yeah. kind of did their own thing. I, it just popped in my head the transparency thing. I think um, Link to the Past in the Lost Woods with the fog. Maybe that's what it is. I think oh, that's yeah. showing some transparency. Yeah, that, and that looked beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good. Thanks, man. That's a good example right there. And I knew exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That that was, that was a, an extra layer of. Um, uh, depth because of that. Okay, but mode uh, not mode seven. Uh, Super FX. Super FX chip. Yeah, so, yeah. So Super Nintendo, they're like, we, we need, we need this, we was, need you guys to do something that was for impressive. us. Yeah, and yeah. So like now you got like polygonal graphics. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and because of that, Genesis came back with their own. They they started up their virtual series. Virtual racing. Yeah, they towards the end of their cycle, they started coming out with the virtual racing and. I don't know why, but when you said polygonal graphics, it just made me think of Animaniacs and be like, just like Yakko, like 
good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just I don't know, like the way it sounded, like a licking of a goat. I can't even say it now. <laughs> um, but it was a pianist, a pianist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Good night, everybody. But that's not it. They they also found a way to get that. Um, what do you call it? The technology for Donkey Kong Country. The well, the pre-rendered, pre-rendered yeah. artwork. That was gorgeous. Huge yeah. change. Right Nothing there. has looked like that ever. Yeah, that, that no. was groundbreaking. And and people couldn't believe it was like it was as if you had a whole new system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like thirty-two and rare. It was like the beginning of rare and their dominance yeah. for a while. So and Genesis just could not compete. And that's wow. when they started. I feel like they started getting a little bit extended with the Sega CD. And uh, they, I guess they felt like the next X. logical step was CD, CD-ROM. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was very excited for it, saved up, and I got one. And uh, I liked it. For Dragon's Lair. For Dragon's Lair. And, uh, you know, I Sonic CD, like the Silpede, I think, was like a game that looked really cool. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing like yeah, those high-resolution scans at a game fan. They'd have like two or three pages dedicated. It's like, this looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So it, it was clear that they were trying to emulate that Super FX kind of technology with, with CD-ROM. But really, CD-ROM, it's not like you're getting extra. I don't understand the technology behind it, but I don't think just because you have a CD-ROM gives you any more, like you're still a Genesis pushing the same graphics engine, right? Yeah, there was a, like a little bit more like RAM or something uh-huh. that was an add-on yeah. inside of the CD-ROM system, but that's why you could get a little bit more colors okay. out of it, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't a huge upgrade. You really got the full motion video, which was like a whole thing, and, and CD storage. Was, I mean, was it was a big one? Yeah, and I in the Sega CD was like great. You could play CDs, you know, on it. I remember playing like my music CDs on it, and just being like happy as could be for a little while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think was in you know of course the big one, the Street Fighter. You had Super Metroid and Street Fighter and Nintendo. I think finally after taking shot after shot from Sega. Somebody convinced them they're like well, we're we're gonna fight back with our own ad campaign, and that's when they came up with the play it loud, yeah, and they got yeah. weird too. <laughs> and, and they would have like in the little corner the only on Super Nintendo. Yeah, like Met- Super Metroid had that. And it must Yoshi's have been when Island. they pulled even because Super Nintendo. It's like it's almost as if for a long time Nintendo was you know they were under siege and they're up in their ivory tower and they're just like you know like they have no chance because I think it was like. When the Genesis came out, it, it was like a ninety or ninety-five percent market share. From you know, like the the Master System never made a dent. Yeah. Mm. So you know they they just were untouchable, and that's how they. I can I guess it's just sort of their arrogance. And you know they they had all the retailers around their fingers. You know they they couldn't do anything. You know like only only Walmart like Walmart would only sell Nintendo games, and mm. because Nintendo like it's and, and Toys R Us I think was like a big they had a big kind of agreement or thing going on um because nintendo would pull their stuff out if if you kind of like went behind their back they fought really dirty <laughs> yeah they fought dirty it was an uphill battle all the way for sega and then you know tom kalinsky got them all the way even and uh I, it, was, it was it was really a lot of fun as someone who had a super nintendo and a sega genesis it was fun i, I really didn't have to feel like i obligated to take a side part of me part of me wanted to see as he wears his sonic the hedgehog shirt (laughs) (laughs) 
man, I love Nintendo. I feel like I've made that point time and time again. Like Nintendo, you know, yeah, Atari was great at first, but Nintendo will always be where my heart is, you know. And I, I, I and I've been fans of Turbo Graphics. Like I've tasted, I've been on the other side. I, the grass is always greener, and I've checked it out, and I've always come back to Nintendo. <laughs> Um, yeah. but you know, like, I don't care. I really don't care. I've always found it kind of humorous. And Nick, you, you got a, I think you did, you did get a Genesis down the road, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, not like, you know, like a Genesis like this. I, yeah. I had a Nomad, uh, I had the CDX, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. was like oh, the Sega yeah. CD. It was like a Walkman, right? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, that I, was a cool piece actually, of I still have that actually. Do you? Yeah. I still you, have that. You, so if you could picture a, a Discman. And it had a cartridge slot for the uh, the cartridges, but then it could also play the Sega CD games. Mm-hmm. So you kind of had like the Crazy. coolest of the technology that Sega had to offer towards the <laughs> end. But, could you use the 32X with it? Uh, could no. you? I, oh. I didn't ever have 32X. It all Stackable. Sega got so desperate and so crazy with their well before add-ons. yeah well, I mean, start start off with the uh, uh, Sonic and Knuckles though because that was a cool idea. Yes, that was really cool. Yeah. So the idea with Sonic and Knuckles, like, right, Sonic 3, it was going to be one game, but then they, like, split it. They decided to make Sonic 3 and then Knuckles later, right? Yeah, I think so. Like, that was intended to be a full game, I guess. And then, again, you know, like, they just to try and find a gimmick or whatever, they came up with this, like, little adapter you could attach the game to, and then you had Knuckles as a playable character. lock-on technology. Yeah. Yeah. They always had these little names for their one one and done gizmo <laughs> but it was cool because you could take an old game like sonic 2 yeah i don't think it worked with sonic 1 did it i, I doubt it I, I can't remember i think it was sonic 2 and sonic 3 you could do it with and so you could take sonic 2 and you could play like knuckles and sonic 2 and so yeah, that yeah. was cool and that was pretty neat. it's interesting yeah, yeah it was, you it go was back neat that you could it. go back to an old game and play a totally new character in it i always appreciate when when a company takes a chance like they'll take a risk on something unique and no other game We'll take advantage of it, but I always kind of felt like annoyed though that if there was like such technology, then like with Street Fighter Two, then why don't they just like give me some kind of like lock on thing to like <laughs> upgrade Street Fighter Two to be you know Champions Edition or Turbo mm-hmm. or Super or whatever yeah. instead of yeah. buying the entire game again? Right. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Um, you know they could do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like with arcade cabinets, they don't. It's not like they sell like a whole new cabinet. They just send them like a new like board. Well, yeah, like, like Champions yeah. Edition. It was like an upgrade kit or something. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, you didn't take out the old cabinet. You just put a new marquee in it, basically, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I always when they released that Sonic and Knuckles, it kind of started giving me ideas. Like, why don't they like <laughs> upgrade games that way? Yeah, that's always fun though to think like that. Uh, of course, well, the answer is money, I guess, and, yeah. and time. You got to like spend the time to. And Sega had all that money, I guess, to do something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. They did kind of the shotgun blast and tried. Yeah, they so tried many different things. Did you guys ever see that image? It's great. Uh, somebody had like the old model one Sega Genesis with a model, the first model Sega CD, which so you know they kind of like sat on top of one another. That's mm-hmm. the one I had. I know you had the side by side, but I had that first one where they stacked. So there was this, they, this guy had that, and then he had the 32X yep. plugged on top of that. 
And then he had the Sonic and Knuckles thing like up on top of that or something like, or is that even possible? Maybe he didn't have that because that would it would have been a thirty two X scene on top. But yeah, it was so funny. It just looked like a big stack of pancakes or something. It was, it was <laughs> and you know the thirty two. God loves Sega. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, I, I understand what they were trying to do. They were just trying to find like uh, an affordable kind of go between. I guess they thought. Oh gosh, you know, like parents, they're going to find it much more uh, appealing to buy this cheaper system. You get unupgraded graphics. Yeah, and it was not a bad idea, but add on to your existing thing. We're yeah. not making you buy a whole new thing, right? Because the virtual racing, which was like a bigger cart, because they for the three D part. Yeah, uh, I think it was like seventy, eighty bucks. Oh, so it was yeah, expensive wow. at the time. So they were kind of like, well, people aren't going to buy $80 But it had Doom games. and it had the arcade, Star Wars arcade. Ultimately. Well, for the 30, this is non-32X. This is just for Genesis. Oh, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. So that got them thinking, well, we'll release an add-on with the 3D chipset in it. Yeah. And then we'll just sell cheaper cartridge games. It's, it's not a terrible idea, but what, what I guess they didn't see coming was... Um, you know that's really like the second generation of home consoles mm-hmm. and you know the genesis went 10 years the nes went 10 years you'll never see another console last 10 years in the market yeah there's always going to be that newer like the technology advances so fast and like you know what was state of the art a year ago is super cheap the next year so four or five years realistically got a good run that's a good run. <laughs> so uh, you start seeing the the Saturn. The Saturn was out there. Sony PlayStation was out there. And Nintendo 64 yeah. was out there. So the 32X, on paper, it sounds like a good idea. But you're stretching that 10-year-old technology too far. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think by that time... And ultimately, it only had like a handful of games even yeah, come out. It did not last. Not long. a lot, no. And uh, I, I think that's right around when Tom Kalinske got uh, Tom Kalinske got fired. It wasn't his fault. He he wanted to get out there and push the thirty two, uh, not the thirty two X. He had he didn't want anything to do with thirty two X. Well, there was I, a thirty two X. There was a, a successor to the Genesis that was basically the thirty two X console. I know got scrapped, and then they scrapped that for the Sega Saturn. Yeah, and the Saturn. It's it's a shame what happened to the Saturn. Because I think in a world like today, it would be fine. Because it was going for like the it was the pixel monster, you know. It was it was the next? It was supposed to be like the next logical doubling of power of what was before eight bit, sixteen bit, thirty two bit. Like, and it was going to do everything like the NES and Genesis could do, but like supercharged. Yeah. Well, they miscalculated. They thought yeah people would want two D games yeah. with a little bit of three D. Right. But it was. Mainly 3D with a little bit of 2D. N- Nintendo and Sony had it. They actually were right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was just too late. So, but my point is, with if you were to release that now, I think there'd be enough. Like enough people would buy it and be they'd be satisfied with it. Because there's like, especially now that there's like a, res- a real mean, like resurgence a 2D... in that two like 16-bit style, you know, graphics. Mm-hmm. It would be perfect for that. You know, it, it'd pump out those games like. Uh, uh, oh gosh, um, you see a lot of them on the Switch. You know, just like to, to me, that's what the Switch is nowadays. That's the like. Good point. We can do two D really well. Three D is yeah. not super powerful. Yeah, you know, we can make it work. Yeah, but uh, it's not our bread and butter. Right. 
Um, so anyways, I was talking numbers. Sega Genesis sold 31 million, which is, you know, roughly half of what the NES did. And uh, the SNES sold 49 million. And uh, it really, really pulled ahead towards the end. And uh, I find it interesting. Nintendo's unique. Like, they'll, they'll release and have always released, like, their numbers. How many consoles they'll sell. They'll make it. They're really transparent that way. Um, other, other systems, especially like Microsoft, they're kind of dodgy about it. They don't tell you. And I think Sony's pretty good about it too. I think they'll, because they're always winning probably too. Like you're <laughs> touting. Sure. Um, so we know that in the, in the, nor- in North America, the Super Nintendo sold 24 million units. And we also know that the Sega Genesis was a failure in Japan. So I'm guessing, even though I can't prove it, that it was pretty even in the U.S., it probably was more. It probably was like 20, 25 million units sold in the U.S. Mm. and then in Europe and Japan, like the rest of those. Mm. So, uh, Turbo Graphics sold a measly six million. They actually let it be known <laughs> how many they sold, <laughs> and it only lasted uh, five. It lasted five years, and I'm guessing that's probably with the the CD add-on, the the duo. They're probably cons- oh, they're yeah. probably counting the duo as well. Is that six million worldwide? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably all in Japan and Asia. Um, probably. Yeah. I, I was the only person I knew that had a Turbo Graphics. I, I have yet to meet anybody in person. I didn't, I didn't know anybody at the time that had one. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was very sad when they stopped. You could see the writing on the wall, and they just stopped covering them in the magazines. Mm. They just weren't getting really like the games anymore. They exhausted bunk. They'd done like three bunk games and then an air bunk game. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> they, they kind of exhausted that. And, uh, you know, I gave up on them and I went to Genesis. Hmm. I probably was he- hard and heavy with TurboGrafx for a couple of years. And then I think I probably saw that they were releasing the Duo to keep up because, again, it wasn't like a true 16-bit system. Um, and I think they were first with CD technology, too. Yeah. I think yeah, they I think beat so. Sega Genesis. Um, but yeah, 6 million, um, 3DO, like, let's talk about 3DO for a minute. I was the only person I knew that had that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that though. Cause like I was, I'm like the lone TurboGrafx representative and I, I tried buying a TurboGrafx 16 shirt for this episode. Oh, I couldn't, wow. I wouldn't get here in time. So I didn't <laughs> buy it. I want to go ahead and buy one though. So I have one. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I still love the Turbo, but yeah, 3DO was kind of a big deal because they were, they had electronic arts behind them. I enjoyed it. I, I mean, you know, Gex was fun. I bought it for Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. I was, was going to say, excellent a lot port. of advertising you got what you wanted. That. It was an excellent port of Super Turbo. I mean, and that was not on any other console at the time. Yeah. So, I remember like coming over to your house and being impressed with it. I mean, in the loading times, there was like no loading times for a CD version of a 2D game. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and, and it could play, uh, CDs as well and do all that. Um, unknown number of, it was neat. It was neat the way that they never disclosed it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But like the controllers that it would have like a a controller port, like on the controller. So you can just keep adding controllers onto the control. Like there's one controller port, like you plug in a controller. You like daisy chain. Yeah. And you daisy chain them all. So that was neat. Oh, and it gave us that great naughty dog game. Yeah, Way of the Warrior. <laughs> Nick, did you know that Naughty Dog Way of the Warrior? Which, yeah. And, and I got that because uh, there was like at Babbage's. There, yeah, yeah, what's a Babbage's? Um, 
They I had, miss them so much. <laughs> I miss cabbages. They, there was like a bundle of like, I don't know, six or so like 3DO games. And yeah. Way of Warrior was among those games. So <laughs> it's funny. I got it like in this bundle. Yeah. For like, what, 20 bucks or yeah, something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was something cheap. Had like Alone in the Dark. The thing that annoyed me about them too is like their cases were like those long old CD cases. Remember how like CDs? Oh, PlayStation yeah. had those in the beginning. Not like this. No? These were like longer Oh, and the even longer ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you remember how like back when CDs first started coming out and they yeah. were in those long cardboard boxes? I yeah. feel like 3DO had like the same exact. So they, they wouldn't last. They would never hold up because uh, they were like, it felt like it was like a thinner like cardboard material yeah like i'm sh- you probably still have some 3do boxes right um pr- yeah i'm sure i do yeah I, I suspect they're probably not in the i don't pull them out much but yeah. yeah i'll look yeah that'd be cool if you'd take some pictures of that i don't think we did that when we had our one episode way back yeah when we were like let's do an episode where i'll pick five turbo games and you pick five 3do games and you picked a demo yeah. game for your fifth <laughs> like i didn't buy that many i didn't can't think of that many games yeah well, and like that bundle that I got, like those weren't even like an actual like box. Yeah. It, they were just kind of like, and, and I know like Way of the Warrior had to have had like a different kind of pressing like on the game, like different artwork. Because mm-hmm. every one of these were like the exact same style. Oh. It, it was almost like they were made in somebody's garage or something. Oh <laughs> like, just like a <laughs> silver top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like super generic. Yeah. it's the kind of thing you see like a guest like a like a chevron yeah <laughs> uh but yeah so 3do didn't disclose how many were sold uh, then there was like the philips cdi which was like yeah oof. and panasonic didn't they have something too that was a 3do oh okay yeah, yeah. all right that was philips panasonic. had the cdi and that and that is so weird because they had i don't know how they did it because nintendo is normally so protective with their ips <laughs> now i guess you know they they did they did greenlight that Bob Hoskins movie and they there was a serial and they had those that Zelda game and that Mario game yeah it was like Hotel Mario and um, there were like was it <laughs> the two art. or three Zelda games well and, that was the company that Nintendo was going to go with instead of Sony for yeah. the CD yeah that so was going to be their CD that's how they got Zelda was because they were <laughs> Link was like so goofy like it was. I'm so hungry I could eat an Octorok <laughs> the animation looked worse than those Super Mario Brothers Super Show Friday Zelda yeah. episodes like they were so oh way worse way worse just who did this it was it was worse than those like lazy tiny tune adventure episodes <laughs> that came out years later where all the hands were to the side yeah. <laughs> this is so bad and I remember like seeing those that like I, I saw one playing at a Sears demo once. Sears. And nobody was around it. And I picked it up and I was like, how do you even play this damn thing? It, it, I, it was like an interact. Like it, it was the kind of game like I felt like you would need a keyboard and mouse or something to play. Yeah. Was it just like controllers? Like a it, remote or something uh, for those Phillips? I don't remember. It was a remote. Strange. I think you're right. I don't even know if it had pads. But yeah, it, it was as if you picked up the remote to your stereo you know and we're trying to play this game and interactive cd rom oh my god it was so bad and you know like i said nobody was around and i i i fiddled <laughs> with it got frustrated immediately it's like the, the appeal of zelda alone just can't keep me around yeah i know like i've tried to play it at the arcade expo one of them it's just yeah. it's do you remember if it had awkward. a controller I don't remember what it was like. I mean, I, I held the thing and I, but I don't even so remember. So forgetful. Oh, God. It really it's was. Depressing. 
but then, yeah, you know, you mentioned the whole CDF Phillips uh, Nintendo thing. That was the whole controversy with that. And, and they they kind of birthed Sony PlayStation. Definitely came along. And yeah. sold over. They definitely million. pushed them into that. Yeah, they kind of pushed them into the into the race. And Sony's been really dominating, except for like a couple years here and there. You know, when this the Xbox got in the game when they were doing the Xbox 360, I feel like it was the leader for a couple years. Yeah. Till PlayStation Three towards the end caught up with them there. Yeah, PS3 in the beginning was PS3 too was a huge. Yeah, that was a huge misstep, big yeah. time. They screwed up the online infrastructure. They screwed up the hardware. They screwed up with the prices. You know, it's like everything was a big screw up. <laughs> but then they still caught them. Um, so let's see. What else can we talk about? Neo here? Geo. Thank you. Neo Jaguar. Geo. Oh, and ja- do the math. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, I remember. Do the math. I did want that, that Alien like, versus Predator game. Yeah, that yeah, was that like was the, the only, only thing I wanted. Cool. That looked good. But it was the only game that looked And good. it actually seemed pretty cool. It was like a new it. Tempest or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was like yeah. a Tempest. Yeah. I remember the controller just seeming so busy. Oh, yeah. Like, was it <laughs> yeah, a calculator? It was, it was or like what were all the damn buttons on With like thing? tons of buttons. It, it, it reminded me of like a ColecoVision controller. Yeah, except it's fatter. So <laughs> off-putting. Yeah. I was like, no. But it was Atari. And, you know, we, we were probably feeling just a little nostalgic for Atari. Because they were such a huge part of our early, early childhood. But yeah. man, because I had a hand me down Atari, so yeah, yeah, so did I. You know, like Alien versus Wood Predator, panel, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're talking about Alien versus Predator yeah. looking real good on it because then, like, Alien Trilogy came out on the PlayStation, you know, and so I'm thinking, like, well, maybe this is, is good, like, how that looked good, yeah. yeah, but it just it wasn't very good, huh? I liked Alien Trilogy, okay, yeah. it was okay. Well, I mean, I guess, in to me, I'm thinking of like. You know, you would see screenshots of like that Alien versus Predator where like a, a face hugger would like jump on your face yeah. and it looked like really cool. And if a face hugger jumped on your face on the PlayStation's Alien trilogy, it was just a blocky, pixely mess. Ooh. Yeah. And plus, you didn't even have dual analog or anything probably at that time. Oh, no, it no. didn't exist yet. Such a such a clunky like first person shooters were so clunky in those days. Uh, it wasn't until PlayStation. Just like 2. Doom, I mean. They, well, and that's exactly what I was gonna say. It was like Doom with like an alien skin. Sure, that's yeah. probably what they did, right? And that they, that would have been just fine if it had been a couple years sooner. Yeah. But yeah. at that time, it's like no. <laughs> now no, with, we're not. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Martin. I was gonna say because um, I was looking at this, I'm like that Atari controller was like the same dimensions as this thing, but I think like with all those buttons, you could do an overlay for the game. Yeah, that would give you like uh, hotkeys or something. Yeah, like that was Did the whole concept behind I know, like, it. Other consoles in the past have done something similar to that. Yeah, I know. Um, we had an Atari Twenty Six Hundred game that had like a special controller oh, with yeah. a lot of buttons. Yeah, yeah, and and it would have like a little cardboard thing that you could yeah. put over it to like tell you like what all these different buttons would. And there do. were even like consoles that before the Atari, Star. like you would. It was like something you'd actually slide in front of your TV, and it would. It's like. Oh yeah, the gel was a was the new game. The uh, the Vector X would do yes, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, based on that. Yeah. yeah so. But uh, Star Raider, I think, was this twenty six hundred game. Hmm. Star Raider. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, it's funny. Like I, I, I have a whole lot of nostalgia for it more than I thought. 
it's like uh, if you guys had never watched our uh, 2600 episode that Nick and I did like that, that w- yeah. that was so much fun. E.T. is not that bad. No, <laughs> a lot of people are with you now, Nick. A lot of people are with you. It's it's not as bad if you know how to play it. It's not great, but it's not that bad. No, hell no. It's not great. But, you know, nowadays we have, you know, uh, online guides and YouTube and you can learn how to get um, if you're stuck on something, you can get around it in a minute. But if, you know, in those days, if you just kept falling and dying, yeah. you just, you're like, you just screw this. Up. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this is no fun. I'm not going to do this. It's just, it happens too often. But, um, I guess, I guess the point is in those days, the console wars just seemed so great and, and important because it really did seem like there could only be one. <laughs> it was like the Highlander thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nintendo, you know, came in, saved everything. Genesis came along. They wanted a piece of that pie. They did everything they could to get there. And then it's like Sony came along and just blew everybody off the map after all. Yeah. So is there any console generation that you guys would say that comes closest to the console wars, the 16-bit years? I mean, I think PlayStation and N64... I mean, when PlayStation came out, you know, I mean, it totally destroyed Sega. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, I think it even put a pretty big dent in Nintendo. Because the N64, like, they'd hyped the Ultra 64. Yeah. And the arcade versions came out, and that looked awesome with Killer Instinct and right, Instinct right. and we'll Cruising. About that intro to Killer Instinct where they said, Coming soon yeah. to the Nintendo Ultra 64. Yeah. But then, you know, like you could even tell in the magazines, they're not calling it the Ultra 64 anymore for homes. It's the N64. And then, like, something was going on, and, like, the graphics just don't look as good as, you know, the the PlayStation, even the mm. 2D games. So, you know, it was so going to be cool. So much fog. But, yeah. <laughs> so much fog. The draw distance is so bad. Superman 64. <laughs> Yeah, so, so it's I'd like, like to have another episode one day where we just talk about the the sixty four ness of everything, the the three Dification of everything. Yeah, due to you know the success of Mario sixty four. Oh yeah, you know yeah. everything had to go three D, whether it belonged there or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everyone had to give it a shot because it was what was in demand, and it wasn't until Castlevania Symphony of the Night showed us like, yeah, people still want you know. Uh, p- they want pixels. They want oh, sprites. Yeah. Still, there's still a place for that. Was that Castlevania '64 before or after Symphony of the Night? That's a good question. That three. My, my my thought is after, but yeah, I, I think, think there were after. also two. I think it was after two. Yeah, and I, I played. I rented that. Played Saturn it for a few Japan, minutes. So. It didn't do anything for me personally. It's really awkward. What Hard didn't do play. anything? The for uh, the sixty four version of Castlevania. Oh yeah, yeah. It didn't do anything for me. It no. looked kind of cool at first. It was thrilling to be in a three D environment. Yeah, I guess, for a minute. That that was definitely like you know you said that everybody had to get a piece of that Mario sixty four, so that everybody had to make mm-hmm. their three D version of Donkey Kong sixty four and that Castlevania. Everybody had to do three D. Was there a uh, for you guys? Was there a um, like um, a hidden gem on uh, Sega Genesis, or, uh, or uh, that's a bad way to go about it. Was there a game that made you envious, really? Like that you of the other side? Yeah, 
that made you almost oh, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog was Sonic. Yeah, yeah I mean, because I, I had Super Nintendo, and so yeah. I didn't have Genesis. And it, Sonic is a good game. I had to admit. I mean, you know, and I didn't have a Super Nintendo right off the bat. Uh, you know, so obviously Super Mario World made me super envious. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and what else? I, I don't think well, I got a Super Nintendo for like a good. Oh, and Castlevania Four made me envious too. Yeah. God, that was good. Um, on the Genesis, Echo the Dolphin. I thought I was like, that looks so fluid, awesome. The colors. And it I never did anything for me. And, and you know, anytime I ever went to Toys R Us or whatever, where they had a Genesis hooked up, and you you could play Aladdin or Jurassic Park, whatever, you know. I liked playing those that I couldn't get because I had Super Nintendo. I love yeah. Streets of Rage. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought far and away it was the best beat-em-up of that generation. Genesis? Yeah. Just better, on better the Genesis? Than... Or... Because like Final Fight, I thought would I would prefer Final Fight on Super Nintendo. But... but it, Graphically. And just it had that play. opposite effect it was on limited. About... It was so limited, though, that you yeah. couldn't have the three characters. You could only have... Either the version that had Hagar and Cody yeah. or Final Fight Guy that had, which one was cut out? Was it still Hagar that was in it? Hagar and Guy? Or I Cody think, and Guy? yeah, Cody got cut I out. I think Cody, Cody got, got cut. cut. Yeah. So, yeah, Hagar was always in it. Yeah. And it, remember, bigger, I was talking about sprites, before, like, just you know, better to me. Yeah. They, uh, I feel like the Streets of Rage games could be longer with better music um, because it was made for consoles. It was like that whole argument I was making earlier about Genesis and Master System having to deal within that, you know, construct of an arcade mentality. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, Final awesome. Fight was like an arcade port, uh, a limited arcade port. Sega Genesis didn't have any of that going against it because there was no arcade. So, you know, it, there was no disappointment of missing characters. And it gave you, you know, two characters like co-op simultaneous. Right yeah, off the bat. But uh, Martin started to bring up, and then we started talking about Jaguar. Um that holy grail of systems that was just so far out of reach. Oh yeah, please, thank you. Keep going. Yeah, the Neo, Neo Geo. Oh yeah, the six hundred dollar system that yeah, everybody just saw. At no the top. way you would ever ever get this system. I mean, it's like a thousand dollars, man, in today's money. Yeah, I remember seeing. You know, like when and the were... games themselves, I think were at least a hundred dollars each. At least. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel like they Some were like, were like as much as a console cost. And, and it, but they were like. The actual like arcade games, right? Yeah, you, kids. Yeah. There was a arcades. There's such a thing as arcades back in the day. And you would have Neo Geo arcades, you know, often with multiple art games in a cabinet, like yeah. the Play Toys Play Choice Ten style. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you you didn't just the arcade owners. They could you know you could have Samurai Showdown two and you know uh, Bubble Bobble or something. Yeah, and yeah. Bubble Bobble and uh, you know Metal Gear or not Metal, Metal Gear, Slug. Uh, Metal Slug. Thank you. And they had some really good, I mean, titles on SNK has a really impressive library. I'm actually yeah. excited to get that 40th anniversary SNK game that's coming out oh, later this year. There's not much yeah. on that one. Oh, on I disagree. Switch? I think there's some. On the Switch? Well, for uh, all the systems, I think. But oh. the Switch is all what I'll probably buy there's, it for. There's one that's coming out or just came out on the Switch, and it's really odd SNK games that... It doesn't have Metal Slug or any of those on it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if this 40th anniversary has Metal Slug on it or not. Yeah, I think it is more of some obscure games, but I'm excited yeah. about some of those games actually. Mm. It's got my uh, my beloved Vanguard <laughs> <laughs> on there, and you know, I didn't even realize that that was an SNK game until huh. pretty recently. Mm. 
So they have a long history, and they always made really good NES games too. I feel like, you know, like was Essen? Did they do a? Did they do Akari Warriors? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought so. And I know they did Baseball Stars, which was a favorite of mine. And uh, you know, there, there were a lot of SNK games. Cool. So it's it, you know they had to have a really impressive library to support their own hardware and make all those ports for other systems. So. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Neo Geo, uh, now, have any... Well, okay, hold up. Martin actually brought a... Get a load of this, man. It's Samurai so fat. showdown in Japan. It, it's like the size of a VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so stupid. It's ridiculous. I don't know how many is. bits the Neo Geo was. Like, was, was it like, like a... Was it 64? Or... Was it 64? Uh, there, there was something bit? else that was 64. Um hmm. So I don't think that was 64. Well, if you think about it, like it was a big deal when like a game in the 16-bit era was 8-bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember games like uh, was it Gunstar Heroes would come out and they'd be like eight mega eight megabytes or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, so it was a way it was up there because yeah. I, I remember there was a like um, there there was newer Neo Geo hardware like there was like Samurai Showdown 64 and. Um, and I, I forget all the games on it, but I, I remember like those having like the sixty four like number next to it. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know, maybe Neo that's Geo like thirty two. I don't know. Neo Geo was definitely the bougie arcade or home console system. Yeah, yeah. never knew anybody that had it. No. Uh, you know, Martin, you've got one, uh, and then you you've but got your little uh, adult, mini so, yeah. Neo Geo that you actually yeah. so you got yourself one of those. How's that? How's that play? Is it pretty fun? It's yeah, it's. It's fun. It there there is. I feel like of, I wouldn't want disappointing wanna... kind of little quirks about it, but yeah. I like it. I feel like I wouldn't want to play with that little nubby joystick and you know sitting it like because it, it's kind of like back in the day when you would play those Coleco. I wish it would have like a base on it to like stand up more like an arcade cabinet. That'd be cool. Yeah, like a riser, like the arcade one up risers. Yeah, yeah, something exactly. like that. But, you know, it, it looks cool. It looks neat. It's definitely different. It, it attracts the eye, you know, if you, yeah. you know, you're looking at it. Because uh, with, with in Nintendo, you have, still have to plug it in to a TV to play it. Like, that'll plug into a TV. It's got an HDMI out. Yeah, it will. Yeah. The, the weird HDMI. thing about this, though, is it doesn't even have its own battery. Like, you have to plug it into the wall to even oh, no play kidding. it at all. Yeah, no battery. So it doesn't charge up? I, I've no. seen, no, not at all. I, I've seen, like, mods that you can, like, you know, put a battery in it but and out, they, of, out of the box no they could have just added you know another half an inch and put a battery down here yeah you know why they and, did that and it's I, just cost i was talking to martin you know Probably. i was saying that i think it should have like a, a little base on it to stand up higher i said they should make like a battery pack and that could be like the little base and so you know i would buy it well, sure you know? yeah <laughs> absolutely we need more base <laughs> <laughs> nick's all about that base um all right let's see is there any anything else we could talk about about as far as the console wars go who do you think won oh nintendo won yeah yeah the consumers <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> oh good one. Good choices yeah definitely the consumer uh and, and I, that's one good thing about uh the it was great that sega challenged nintendo because you're right the consumers always win in the end there's more more there's more of a drive to innovate. Uh, there's more of a drive to give your money's worth. I think that's what I miss about that era is there were like 
right now we're like in this pattern of it's like it's Nintendo. We know kind of what they're going to be doing, you know, kind of quirky stuff. There's going to be Xbox and then there's going to be PlayStation. But like I, back in the day, you had like, okay, Neo Geo, the super expensive console. Yeah. You know, you don't have arcade ports anymore. They're, it was interesting to see companies take a chance, dip their toe into the uh, console market. And the last time we really had that was with Microsoft. And that's been, what, 20 years almost. Has it been so long already? I mean, what? It's been Xbox at least 16 out? or 17 years, right? I, I, I'm not sure. When I want to say Xbox 2001 is when like the, the Xbox came out, right? Well, while you're looking that up. You're making me feel old here, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> we are old. Yeah. Uh, I, I, wanna, I, I would love to see... Google actually get into the game and, and do something. I'd like to see what they yeah, could there do. There were some rumors there. There were rumors. 2001. Uh, 2001. Yeah, 2001. Wow, so okay. we're talking 17 years ago. It's crazy, man. Crazy. <laughs> I know. It's wild. When did, when did Dreamcast come out? Uh, two, uh, 1999. 99. 99. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Um, and see, I thought. That had I miss a lot of Sega, dude. Right? I miss yeah, Sega. I, I really Sega. feel bad that they got themselves in in such a bad way with uh uh the the 32x and the sega cd and the saturn especially see i actually bought a sega saturn back in the day i remember driving to sears getting a sega saturn because they were like getting a little bit like cheaper right yeah because it had like a multi-pack it had like virtua fighter panzer dragoon and virtua cop on it yeah Um, i actually drove up to babbage's because there were I think Babbage's and uh, a couple, only a couple of retailers had access to them. You know, that was the time of year, or, or of year, kind of era, that um, the mall had two video game stores. Yeah. There was the Babbage's and Electronic, Electronic Boutique. Boutique. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good times. All great times. EB Missed games. the mall. We, we have an episode about malls, and we're Nick and I <laughs> reminisce about malls and how we would hit each of those stores, and we had a pattern we would follow, like geese. Like birds, <laughs> we would always store to store. That. Yep. Stop at the arcade. We didn't deviate bit. very much. We would always hit the same place at the same time. You could probably set a watch to it. Um, but yeah, um, I got a Saturn when it first came out. You know, uh, I somehow caught wind, or maybe I was just at the store and I saw they had them out. They were just out. Yeah. They 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 were early. It was bug. <laughs> bug <laughs> I, you had to have that mascot man. Yeah. <laughs> and bug bug was like their mascot clockwork night yeah, yeah. daytona is all i really cared daytona. about daytona. Uh, the daytona arcade game was one of my favorites at that time yeah. and like it was a very very playable arcade the port. saturn version was i got the good. saturn but at the time but there was like a like a deluxe version that came out later or something oh it took them like three or four tries to get it right and it wasn't until like the dreamcast version they got it totally right (laughs) i didn't get it right away but i I got the saturn fairly quickly and night warriors was already out by the time i got it yeah so like a couple years maybe after a year and a half oh i don't even think it was that long you don't think it was that long i'd have to look when was it night warriors that drove you to it because it came out for playstation as well Mm -hmm. didn't it no, yeah. Dark Soccer's was on PlayStation, not Night Warriors. Oh, oh gotcha, okay, gotcha, yeah, okay. yeah. Gotcha. And Nick was, of course, all about those imports, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Getting on the phone with his 
you know, I guess checking account number <laughs> handy. <laughs> well, how did you pay for those? Was it? Um, I guess it was a credit card. Oh, was it a credit card? Okay. But yeah, it was so funny, like, because it was before, like, you know, the websites and yeah. you would just order online. Like I, I would do the phone order. Through a catalog yeah. or something? And, 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 and during, this, during this time yeah. when I would do the phone orders, yeah, it was like diehard uh, game. Uh, it the was same like, people it, who made the yeah, magazine. It was Game Fan. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, and you would see like in the back of the magazines, oh, like yeah. you know, I remember those. It, that's it was like two pages. That's it who I would. Sketchy. I was like, yeah, what? yeah. I, I've been to one of the stores. It was oh, like really? in California. Oh, yeah, in California, oh, it was we'll the see coolest this. place. Okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, and it was like during this time too that there was fa- like the... has a fascinating history. Yeah, it really does <laughs> a sketchy but fascinating history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look it up, kids. But there was like the transition into like ordering online, like mm. during that time when I'm like ordering these games. And by those games phone. were pricey too, right? I mean, you you pay what a premium of what twenty dollars or so extra. Wow. Um, I don't remember. But anyway, it, you know, because there was finally like one time I'm ordering like Tekken three or you know some some Japanese game because you get it months before it comes to the oh, states. Oh sure, yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And uh, they're like why don't you just order it oh, like they're they're telling me to do it from the website or something and i'm like well why don't you just take my order now that i'm while i'm talking to you on the phone yeah <laughs> but so that was like the last time i ordered on the phone yeah. from the, from then on, i was like okay well, let me check. i guess i'll do the, they're like we don't want to type it in you type it in for us website. <laughs> <laughs> let me figure this out yeah. get on the phone get, get on aol <laughs> <laughs> we're one of those cds ads, uh, just with the phone on the cradle thing or whatever you, oh, God. you had one of those oh, yeah i remember being so amazed like seeing that over at nick's house because i didn't have a personal computer until 95 96 maybe even see my first computer was the apple IIe well yeah that, rough. <laughs> well, I'm talking about ordering games for PlayStation, and the PlayStation didn't even come out until '95. That's true. So That's true. Yeah. you had to get a computer later than that. Then uh, I had dial up at that yeah, point. Maybe it, it was no later than '97. Yeah. I know it was no later than yeah. that. So anyway, <laughs> that's how old we are, people. My 386. America with, Online. It's like two or four megs of RAM. <laughs> how many of those America Online discs did you just have laying around? <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, and you could like always just pick up another one like at the bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just throw them at you. They made nice coasters. <laughs> I would just reuse them, save documents and stuff on them. Oh, on could the, you do that? The diskette. Did you just like on the right over top of? Oh, the well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You could just okay. Oh, Forgot about obviously the not the CD, but oh, CD three was and a half inch guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how you you could load up a game and play it on three and a half. Well, inch. and then Prodigy had the five and a quarter. Did they really? Yeah. Jeez, man. We ought to have a. We should have an episode on the early internet days, guys. That'd be a. Fun I actually episode. have it home. It's a. It's a uh, floppy disk, five and a quarter. It's like Sega Collection. It has Outrun oh on it on floppy. It has um, Alien Syndrome, and there's like a couple other games on there. Hmm. Space Harrier. Uh, I don't know if Is they that have a little that too advanced. I'll have to <laughs> look. It's scaling. Yeah. yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I guess that kind of wraps up our. We, we didn't bother going into the panhelds at all because. You know, I don't think that really counts. That doesn't no. count. Nintendo was never really wars. challenged. They, 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 they tried, but they never really were challenged. 
Game Boy was always reigning supreme. Yeah, I mean, the others would try to make fun of the, you know, the black and white spinach green kind of color. Yep. And be like, oh, ours is color. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, it didn't stop people from trying to yeah. sell sell their handheld based on, you know, it, uh, advances in technology. And then know. Nintendo would just troll you by coming up with the Game Boy color and it's still black and white. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nick will never let that down, man. <laughs> it was pretty dirty. Yeah. It's going to be color. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, that, that was a really fun episode. Yeah. I've been wanting to uh, get Martin in here for a while, actually, and talk about this, the console wars because, you know, in, in the world of video games, it's the Great War. It's like World War One. You know, <laughs> it, it, it was a knockdown drag out fight. There were sides. There were, you know, there were lines drawn. Friendships, you know, stressed <laughs> <laughs> fights in the in, in the playground. Just stupid argument after stupid, stupid argument. Uh, over which system was best and the, you know in reality they were all great they all had their pluses yeah. mm-hmm. you know it, there was no best it was just one did something better than the yeah, other advantages and disadvantages on both sides yeah. right you know both i think that's one system. thing about nowadays too is like they're all released at the same time so they have like similar spec they're like pcs basically oh yeah so they're hard there really isn't any difference no uh, it's just do you would you rather play on xbox live or would you rather play on psn that's kind of your difference right there yeah so many times now it's just like well which controller feels more comfortable yeah yeah that's kind of how we're, we're down to that nowadays yeah. and uh i i love the xbox uh controller and then i kind of got back on the playstation 4 now i'm back on xbox well you know i find that it's just it's kind of whatever i'm used to at the time yeah like when i start playing Maybe like one of them's got some kind of exclusives or, yeah. or something. So now I'm using that controller, and then I pick up the other controller after it's been a few months or whatever, and it's like, well, wow, it feels, it feels so foreign, weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, too, because like the PlayStation, the analogs are like symmetrical, but like the Xbox is kind of like one is up higher than the other. Yeah, and that that feels weird to you at first. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get used to that. Um, but yeah, so. You know, thanks, Martin, for uh, joining us. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. It was discussion. fun. Uh, yeah. I thought it'd be just, you know, it's fun to just get together and just remember stuff, not necessarily get too deep into the minutiae of what was best. It's just, let's just talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we'll try and have more discussions like that. Seriously, I would like to do like an early internet episode. I think that could be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, you may be watching this right now and you know that we're at youtube.com slash biggeek. Uh, what you didn't know if you're watching us on YouTube is that we can also be found on all of your, you know, audio only podcast services like Spotify, Apple, um, you know, Google play, Stitcher, you name it, pretty much find us there. Uh, look for us, um, on our Twitter page. We have, uh, just a Twitter for us now, big geek podcast. Uh, you can find me at Ron Avis and I'm at Nicholas J. Wright and I'm at Martin Reimer. Yep, check us out there. Uh, you can check out our Facebook page, although it's sort it's kind of gone ignored a little bit for a while. <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't really had much things to post. It's yeah, it's not like anyone's fault. I just feel like uh, we the topics and subjects that we've been talking about hasn't really needed to do it. What was it? I said I was gonna. Oh, 3DO. You you were gonna look up some 3DO boxes? Yeah, maybe. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe if you have a chance, you can pull those out if they're at you know if they're at your house. I don't know if they're at your parents. So oftentimes, like, no, they're at mine. Okay. Yeah. It might be neat to 
you you could show off what it looked like yeah you know, and compare it to like a uh, ps4 game or a xbox game and you're like this is what they were like um jewel cases were all the rage back in those days mm-hmm. oh yeah everybody was a jewel case it seems like um but yeah uh thanks for joining us we'll see you next time talk to you later see you